Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful to be in the Lord's presence once again today. And it's lovely to see the sun shining and all the lovely people in here today. Um, have you said something good to someone today? Uh, if you have to think about it, then um, <laughs> you have to do that right now. So just um, look at someone close to you. In fact, if you, if you feel like walking right to the back or back to, over to the front, um, if you feel led to speak to someone, say something good to someone, something uplifting, something that just brings more sunshine, not just to their day, but into their hearts. Do say something nice, something uplifting to someone right now. Can we try? If you need something nice said to you, something uplifting, you can raise your hands and I'll come over and say something good to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That was lovely. So um, I just welcome everyone and um, it's wonderful to see us all, and I just want us to remember as we are here that we are in our Father's presence. There is no better place to be. Um, whatever burdens you've come with, just leave them here, drop them at His feet. He's got very broad shoulders, He can take it and more. So let's just be, 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 be peaceful, be joyful, rest in His presence. The Lord is here. Amen. We are going to have a reading. That's going to be done in a dramatized way. One of our readings is Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 to 9. And so I'm going to be calling the crew up here. <laughs> it's from the Transfiguration, Matthew 17, 1 to 13. Jesus took with him Peter and their brothers James and John and led them up a high mountain where they were alone. As they looked on, a change came over Jesus. His face was shining like the sun, and his clothes were dazzling white. Then the three disciples saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. So Peter spoke up. Lord, how good is it that we are here? If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was talking, a shining cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my own dear son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard the voice, they were so terrified that they threw themselves face downwards to the ground. Jesus came to them and touched them. Get up! Don't be afraid. So they looked up and saw no one there but Jesus. And as they came down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Don't tell anyone about this vision you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Then the disciples asked Jesus, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah has to come first? Well, Elijah is indeed coming first, and he will get everything ready. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and people did not recognize him, but treated him just as they pleased. In the same way, they will also ill-treat the Son of Man. 
Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. Thank you very much. The next reading is taken from Genesis chapter 12 and reading from verse 1 to 4a. And the passage is headed, The Call of Abraham. The Lord has said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And the second reading is taken from Genesis chapter, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, Revelation chapter 4, and reading from verses 1 to 11. And the passage is headed, The Throne in Heaven. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white, and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honour and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their, throne, their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being thanks be to god for his word let us pray loving god yes we believe in the supernatural because we serve a supernatural god and Lord, when your super comes into our natural, we ourselves, Lord, become 
your supernatural people. And so, Father, today we pray that you will minister to us as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know the day is far gone, so I will, what I'll do actually is just to introduce the um, sermon and then we'll take it on from next week, okay? So let's just do a kind of um, short introduction so we know exactly what it's all about. If you have your uh, service sheet, you will see at the front of it, or the back rather, (laughs) at the back rather, that um, it's about an invitation from the Lord. Revelation chapter 4. Remember that the book of Revelation is really what it is, a revelation in a message given through John the Apostle. Now, it happened at a time when John, during the persecutions, John was sent to the island of Patmos, which at the time was more like, I'm trying to remember that island where the U.S. sends hardened criminals. Do you remember that? Alcatraz, yes, it's, it's, it's one of them. Guantanamo Bay, that's the one I was looking for. Alcatraz is one of them. Guantanamo Bay is another one. And so, that was the Guantanamo Bay of the time. And it was hard labor. It wasn't an easy place to be. Now, for you to begin to imagine that maybe uh, John was having a holiday, you know, when you have holiday, things are going very well, and you can dream any kind of thing. But this was a very difficult time. And God began to give him revelation of things that were going to happen, not just for that time, but principally for the future. And so we see in John chapter, uh, Revelation, sorry, chapter 4, where the Lord began to speak to him and he invited him. And that very first verse is where we're going to dwell on. There's so much in our reading this morning that we cannot actually go through them. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. So as I said, this is just an introduction. So by next week, we will delve into it. But anyway, the the bold title there says, come up here, come up here. You see the escalator? I don't know, for those of you who travel, sometimes you get to the airport or the train, you're running to go and catch up your with your train, and in the escalator, someone is busy, maybe looking at their phone. And you're like, get out of here, I just want to go and catch my plane, I don't want to miss it. Now, that kind of view of the escalator, and the one you have up there, shows you, you know, up there, a door that is open. And that's actually the summary of all of this. In verse 1 of Revelation chapter 4, he says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and a voice I had first heard, speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. 
do what? Come up here. And something will happen. I will show you. In Genesis, God was speaking to Abraham. Now, it's, it's quite interesting that we went to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. And then we've read also the end of the Bible, Revelation. And then in between, we've read the first book of the New Testament, which is Matthew. And now Matthew records that encounter that we dramatize here, Jesus and his disciples going up to the Mount of Transfiguration. Now Jesus went there with them because he was getting burdened by all the things that was going to happen. And he was praying and asking the Father God, what do I do? Do I have to take this cup? Well, that is far ahead anyway. But this one is more a time of revealing who Jesus was. So let's not mix the two. Revealing who Jesus was, Jesus took them up there. And then Moses and Elijah, prophets of old, appeared and began to minister, speak. And Peter and James and John were overawed. Now, when Peter woke up, as it were, he was like, what's going on here? Lord, this is, we, we shouldn't go. Let's just remain here. Build three tabernacles. We don't need to go into any of them. Only for you, for Moses, for Elijah. We are content to be out here with you. Just let's not go. Sometimes when we come to church, we feel that way. Let's just be here and enjoy God's presence. Even though sometimes we might be thinking of our roast in the oven. <laughs> I hope no one is thinking about their roast in the oven. But anyway, so Peter said, let's be here. Let's be here, Lord. Let's not go home. And then the encounter Abraham had was of God calling him out of his country. He said, come, I will take you to a place. He didn't tell him where it was, mind you. He just told him, come, and I'll take you somewhere. It was a journey. So when we look at these three readings, we see God calling. But principally, God saying to John, come up here. The Lord is high and lifted. When you read through scripture, you see the picture of the throne of God. And so God invites us up where he is. Isn't that amazing? If you've watched some of those um, investitures in Buckingham Palace, where the queen or the prince, any of the princes or princesses, you know, gives people OB, MB, and all of that, they invite them forward. Everyone is watching, and they come very close. And then they give them the award. Now think about it, the King of kings and the Lord of lords inviting you and I and say to you, come up here. Come up here. God is saying, leave where you are. And what does that mean? There's so much more about it. But I just want us to concentrate on this one verse in the next couple of minutes. First of all, you see the highlights of parts of that verse. He says, after this, I looked. After this, what is after this? The first two chapters, or um, earlier chapter, chapter 2 and chapter 3, was where God gave him messages for the church, the different churches. 
And after that, then God began to speak to him, to reveal to him further. He says, I looked. If God called him and he didn't look, he wasn't interested. I'm not sure he would see what was happening. And then I looked. It's like, whoa, look at him before me. Wow. And there before me was a door standing open in heaven. Wow. I pray someone here this morning will receive an open door in heaven. Now, when God opens a door, it's a door of blessing. It's a door of his visitation. When God opens a door, God is saying, come in, come in. Like we have come up and dined with him. And he says, come up here. And that invitation is to every one of us. No one should feel they are far away from God. God is saying, no, come. Even those who feel they are awkward. No, God, I can't come. God says, do what? Come. God, no, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't cleaned up myself. No, God says, no, I'm the one who does the cleaning. Just come. Come as you are. Or people say, no, you are not fit for... No, 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 God is saying no one makes that judgment. God is saying, I make the judgment who is fit to come. So let no one make you feel you don't belong. He said, come, all of us, everyone. Someone said, no one can make you feel inferior except you let them. No one can make you feel inferior except you do what? You let them. Which is to say, you are the one who tells yourself, this is an invitation from the Lord. And I'm coming. This is an invitation in the palace. And you have your invite. You get to the gate of Buckingham Palace. They say you can't come in. They say, no, I've got a card. They say, come on, come in. A testimony was shared with me a few days ago of someone who had an interview. And then trains were canceled in London. He couldn't get to the interview place. And he was running late. And when he got, finally got there by bus, it was far beyond the time. And to compound it, he didn't know where the address was. You know, in London, sometimes you walk and count, and you go back again and count. You, can't, you don't know where you're going. And as he was looking around for the place, someone came and said, it seems you're lost. He said, yes, I'm lost. Where are you going? He told the man where he was going. He said, follow me. He followed this man, and he got to the place. He was going for a job interview, mind you. And he got there, and the people at the gate said, you can't come in. It's already past your time. The man said, let him in, man. I'm with him. It turns out that this man God brought at the middle of nowhere in London actually worked in that same place. And he took him right into their office, and the people were saying, go this way if you're a candidate. He said, don't worry, he's with me. Come with me. <laughs> Isn't God wonderful? He went with him into this man's office. The man made him tea that morning. And afterwards, he said, are you here for the interview, really? He said, yes. Now, look at the kind of questions they're going to ask you. I guess you can answer this way or that way. You know? God arranged everything for this young man. Never knew this man from Adam. He just met him. Some people say by chance. But I think God orchestrated that meeting. Number one, he was late. 
Number two, he wasn't going to make it to that place. Someone took him there. Number three, someone is now putting him through. And he went through that interview and he passed. Isn't God wonderful? And so God is saying to you, come up here. We're going to pray. The people that we are going to receive into membership today, and I want to tell you, God is saying to you, come up here. You belong here. God is empowering you to serve with the rest of the congregation. So don't see yourself as a new person, even though you're new in terms of membership. But you all belong here. And God is saying to you, come up here. And maybe you feel discouraged. Something has happened in the past week. God is saying, don't worry. I know about it. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you this morning for your word of encouragement. Father, Lord, if anything was going to draw us away from you, we pray this morning that the word we have received will give us the boldness to come up to you. And so, Lord, as we come to you, we pray that we will be renewed by the power of your Holy Spirit, that, Father, Lord Almighty, our lives will not remain the same again. Is anyone who feels worthless in life? Lord, today you have told us that we are worth much more than we ever can imagine because you are the one who gives us our worth. And so, Lord, have your way in our life. And may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.